0: Welcome to the Fire Out Podcast. If you are looking for inspiration in living out your Catholic faith, or would like some tips and strategies to live the virtue of chastity, or would like help living your vocation to the full, then you've come to the right place.
1: This podcast is born out of our desire to set the whole world on fire with God's love so that every single person would know that they are made for love and happiness. We are your hosts, Simon Carrington
0: And I'm Madeline Carrington.
1: And we're husband and wife. We're parents to to, two gorgeous boys, the co-founders of Fire Up Ministries. And mate, we are on a bold mission to help you experience the love you've always dreamed of.
0: So from wherever you are listening, we welcome you and we are so glad that you have joined us. Hello and welcome back to the Fire Up podcast. I am Madeline Carrington, your co-host. And I want to welcome you to this episode today because we are discussing a very important topic. Simon has put together this this short talk on a question called, How do I fight complacency in my marriage? Now, anyone who is married... Knows that marriage requires daily effort, and anyone who hopes to get married one day needs to know that marriage requires daily effort. So, in this episode, Simon addresses how to fight complacency in marriage. And this talk is also on our YouTube channel, but we wanted to share it here on this platform because we believe it is such an important topic. And um, this answer really sheds some light on some practical ways to fight complacency in marriage. Have a wonderful day, God bless you.
1: Hey everyone, Simon Carrington here, founder of Fire at Ministries. Uh, I've I've titled this video, How to Fight Complacency in Marriage. Now, even if you're in a a, a dating relationship and you're not married, um, I also think that a lot of what I can share here will apply to you and will help you in your own relationship. But this is especially targeted to to to, uh, to, to married couples, so this is, this is a question that i 've been receiving uh, a fair bit at, at, at the moment, um, especially after doing, doing some courses and talking about the need to build intimacy in your relationships and especially in your marriage. Now, I, I want to start by sharing that I asked my my, my, my my brother Jared when I was seven years old if he would be the best man at, at my wedding. And, and Jared was about 10 years old at the time and he responded with, with great enthusiasm and responded to me as we goes, yeah sure, I'd, I'd love to be your best man. Uh, would you be my best man as well? And 18 years later and only three months at, apart from each other, we got married to the, 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 the loves of our lives with, uh, with each other by our side as the best man. Now, I always dreamed of getting married. I always wanted to get married from my earliest years. I was planning my bridal party at the age of seven, uh, but I always believed, and this is, this is the, the honest truth, that I would not experience the same struggles that most couples face in their marriage precisely because I wanted love and marriage so badly. And as a as a teenager, and then getting into my 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 early twenties and adult years as a single young man, I would I would drill people, especially married couples, with questions about love and dating and marriage and what makes a marriage work. I was always always reading theology of the body books and books on, on purity and chastity and, and, and intimacy, and I, I thought, you know what, I'm, 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 I'm gonna be the best husband in the world because I've been praying about it and I want it and I'm reading it. I'm not gonna have the same struggles other people have. Well, it only took me six weeks into being married to get what I call the marriage shocker from Madeline, my wife, where she woke me up to a struggle in 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 my, in my marriage very early I, and I, I, I can re- remember the day very clearly. I came home from work at about four thirty, five five o'clock in the afternoon, and uh, I, I went in, I, 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 I gave Madeline a kiss hello, and I made myself a coffee. I grabbed some biscuits or, or a bit of cake from, from the fridge. I parked myself on my, my re- re- recliner lounge with, with, with a book, and uh, before that I had dumped my bag at the front door which my mum had always warned me is going to annoy your future wife whoever that poor woman will, will be and sure enough um, my, uh, my, my 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 wife Madeline turned to me with a, a look of surprise and shock on her face and she said well gee that, that didn't take long and she would later explain to me what she meant by the, that didn't take long was that I had already uh, Abandoned a daily practice of ensuring that I encountered her with intentionality and joy at the end of each workday. So normally I would come home, and obviously our honeymoon was amazing, and I was on cloud nine, and everything was, was 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 amazing. And it didn't seem like an effort to do those things. But already after six weeks, I began to abandon this practice. Of coming in and giving her a kiss, hello, giving her a, a long embrace and a hug, telling her I missed her throughout the day. Um, I had been messaging her, maybe throughout the day, calling her throughout the day, and just to let her know that that, that I love her, that I was thinking of her. Thanks for for packing this in my lunch or whatever it might have been. Um, but I had already begun to 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 act. In, 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 with indifference or with a disinterested attitude toward her. I didn't even make her a coffee. I, 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 I do remember not even making her a coffee that day. Didn't even ask her. I was just in my own world and I'd already began to slide down the slippery slope of marriage destruction called complacency. Now what is complacency? Complacency is precisely that, an attitude of indifference and disinterestedness uh, toward your spouse, where you begin to neglect and abandon these small practices and gestures of love and and affirmation, which make your spouse not just think, but know that you love, care for them, and, and cherish them. And when, when, when we begin to become complacent in our marriage, these small gestures which seem insignificant, when you ignore them, they also begin to stack up and they, they cause a deep wound in the heart of, of our spouse. Our spouse no longer feels seen or valued or loved by you. Or maybe you're struggling with complacency toward your spouse and you can see yourself in your own marriage that your spouse has begun to withdraw from you, from from intimacy and in in friendship. Now, the real danger of complacency is that it will will happen unless you fight it and resist it with a passionate, deep determination. It's one of those things where if you want to climb the mountain of intimacy, the moment you, the moment you stop actually holding on and gripping and fighting to climb that mountain, you are going to start to slip. Okay, so in with with any relationship, but especially in marriage, complacency is constantly at, at our heels, and it's and it, it is trying to wear us down. It's trying to cause us to slip. The only way to resist complacency is to to work intentionally to build intimacy. Because if we're not working continuously to build intimacy, we're slipping into complacency. And complacency happens so subtly and so slowly, we don't even see the impact it's having. But you might have been married, you might be listening to this and you've been married for five years, 10 years, or 20 years, and you may be able to look back on your marriage now and say, wow, just those little things that I stopped doing these little those those date nights or those holidays or that intentional prayer time my husband or my husband that, that I did with my husband or wife we just kind of stopped doing those and look at where we are now we've gone from lovers to friends only and from friends to to roommates we're basically just sharing a house but there's no real intimacy many couples have shared with me that really I'm sticking with my spouse for the sake of my children. Nobody, nobody that gets married on their wedding day dreams of just of of coexisting with the person they married 15 or 20 years ago and are just sticking out the house sitting for the sake of their children. All of us want to have a deeply intimate inspired love full of romance and passion. That's what we all deeply desire. Complacency is one of the largest causes of a married couple getting a a a divorce fifteen or twenty years down um, d- d- down down the track of marriage because what happens is an an e an e e, e- emotional d- d- emotional divorce takes place first when you move from lovers to friends to roommates to just house to just house sitting children obviously there 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 are, there are walls that go up you, you know you're no longer vulnerable with your spouse. You know, you're you're in many cases. You, you know, you're no longer physically intimate with your spouse. You're just simply coexisting in the same home. And after fifteen, twenty years of this, and the children grow up, you'll look at each other and wonder why are we bothering doing this anymore? If they don't need us to be constantly caring for them and providing for them in the same way, then we can then 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 we should be able to to to, to separate and and um. D- 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 Divorce because we're not really in love anymore. So complacency is a real thing, and it is a real threat to your marriage, to your relationship. So how do we resist complacency? We need to replace it by pursuing intimacy. Now, what is intimacy? The best definition of intimacy I've come across, and, and I've used in my own um, in in my own ministry and my marriage for the for the last few years. Is, it is it's not as much to do with the physical closeness of your bodies but it's more to do with the spiritual and e- emotional closeness that you share with your spouse or the person you're in a relationship with. So on an e- emotional level, you need to be able to feel like I can share anything with my spouse. I can be vulnerable, I can share my ups, I can share my downs, I can share my hopes and dreams, and I can share my biggest fears and worries. And I know, and the, the key word here is trust. I can trust that they will love me and accept me, encourage me and affirm me and journey with me through whatever I'm going through without their love being conditional or them withdrawing their love from me. Okay, so what in, really what intimacy is is, being a, is, is having the freedom to trust that your spouse will never love you any less. Their love is not conditional on how you're performing or acting or living out your life, but they love you unconditionally and you can be vulnerable and completely transparent with everything and they love you and accept you and trust you no matter what is happening in your life. The other very important uh, di- dimension and element of intimacy is spiritual intimacy god honestly god we god asks us to pray god wants us to pray why because through prayer we 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 come through communication with god we come closer to him and we become more intimate in our relationship with god how powerful then is it for spouses to pray together as a couple and not just praying with your spouse but praying for your spouse not just praying with your spouse and for your spouse but with and for your children as well. Prayer is like a super glue that unites you with your spouse. If you really want an intimate relationship, you need to be praying not just for your spouse, but with your spouse. There's nothing more beautiful that I am able to, to do in my, my marriage with Madeline, my wife, than for us to, for example, say a rosary in the evening and then after the rosary, just turn to each other and say, "Hey, what can I pray for you for right now?" And then I'll, I will I'll, I'll, I'll ask Madeline to open her heart up to the Lord and share whatever's on her mind. And then I basically, there's nothing more intimate than this, honestly. When she opens her heart up to the Lord and prays and asks the Lord for help, and I and I get a front row seat into the conversation that my wife is having with God. And then she then invites me to intercede for her and pray for her into whatever it is that she's sharing. And then she will ask me, what do you want me to pray for you for? And then I'll dialogue with, with my heavenly father and she listens in on our conversation and then intercedes for me in whatever I'm doing. If you are not praying with your spouse and if you're not having great conversation and have forming that, that emotional and spiritual closeness, okay, then, then complacency is just around the corner and you're never ever gonna have the level of intimacy and passion that you were meant to have and that God wants you to have and that deep down you desire to have in your marriage as, as, as well. A, a last point to finish with, one of the easiest ways to be intentional about 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 striving for intimacy and moving away from complacency is to intentionally carve out time each week to spend with your spouse. So I, we, what Madeline and I do is we've set aside a, a, a date night every week on the same night every week where you put aside two hours that you are gonna re-engage, re- re-connect, reunite with your spouse through conversation or, or an activity that brings you together, binds you together, and, and bonds you, you, you together as, as a, 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 a couple. It's been super helpful for us in our marriage, and I know many, married, many married couples that have done this practice for 15 to, to, or 20 years or more, and have said this was one of the foundation stones of the success of our marriage, is date night. Now, date night can be a date night in where you put the kids to bed, or you say, "Listen, you know, m- 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 mum and dad are going upstairs on our balcony in our in in our in, in, in our room in in this particular space in 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 the outdoor area, whatever it might be." But don't interrupt mum and dad unless it's an absolute e- 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 emergency. We need two hours to, to, together to spend together. Or you might have a date night out where you you go to this restaurant or you go and do an activity like bowling or indoor golf. Something that's gonna bring joy, but also bring conversation. Don't go to a movie and stare at a screen for two hours and then drive home and talk about what the movie was like. Maybe it was a great movie, but if you get my point, the date night is, is, is about engaging each other with conversation. Now, I know some couples have said, look, you know, we just go on date night and we just talk about the kids. We just whinge about money or we worry about money. That's not the healthiest way to go about date night. The key foundational question that you should be asking on date night is, how are we doing? It's about reconnecting with your spouse and working on your marriage. So many, I mean, I mean everyone lives in their marriage, but how many of us work on our marriage? How many discuss? How many people discuss with their spouse, how can I make this work better for you? How can I serve you better? What do I have to ask forgiveness for this week? How, how can I be more of more of a help around the house? How do you need to be loved? Am I listening to you properly? Am I giving you the time to speak and share? Do I put you down? Do I blame you for things? It's a time to, sometimes date nights are harder than others. Because sometimes I, I have offended my spouse, or I've been offended by my spouse, and we, we need to work through something tough. But after every hurdle, there's there's, there's always a springtime in your relationship. A- any suffering will bring about a greater good later if you know how to argue well. And by having those date nights and, and being able to reconnect and re-engage every week, you are, you are surely on the path to resisting complacency and moving forward with, with, um, with intimacy. So the first thing is date night, carving out intentional time. But the other thing is it can't just be intentional time, it needs to be intentional effort put into that date night as well. So what Madeline and I do, and we found this very helpful, is we have a date night in and then a date night out. So we, we, we alternate, we, we rotate on a fortnightly basis one of it one of um and we take turns at planning those dates so it's fun to, for me to be creative and and book somewhere or do something fun you know with, with Maddie on that date night but it's also nice sometimes to know that I'm being I'm the one going to that that is going to be surprised by the date night because she's put in the effort to plan something engaging and fun and interesting and we're going somewhere nice or whatever it might be these small gestures are super important to building and de- developing intimacy in your marriage. Last point. Okay, please, my challenge to you is do this for the next four weeks. Talk to your spouse right now and book a date night every week on the same night every week for two hours each night and do it for do it for a month. Send me an email, Simon at fireupinistries.com. I look forward to hearing how this has changed your relationship and and improved the level of intimacy that you've shared with your spouse. May God bless you and may God bless your marriage and your family. We would like to thank you for joining us for this episode. If you thought that it was helpful, Please subscribe to the podcast and, and, and share with a friend.
0: And for more content like this, online videos, special offers, access to exclusive Fire Up events and a Fire Up community, consider joining our Fire Up family. So head to our website and for a monthly gift of your choice, you can help others experience the love they always dreamed of.
1: So um, may God bless you and your family. Now go set the world on fire.